Well, this is exactly how I wanted to start this recording. <laughs> Christina coughing and washing the toilet. And welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities presents the Hometown Haunts podcast. I am your host, Kat Cloco, and along with me for this fun ride of ghost hunts through the Buckeye State are Christina Wald and Jen Kohler. Hello. It's all about haunted, the haunted Anchorage mansion in Marietta, Ohio. It was a ghost hunt we went on uh, just last week, and we're going to talk all about it. And... For the fun, for all the kiddos out there, we've got actual audio recordings from our ghost hunt, such as the top of the show with our wonderful toilet. Please follow us at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram, and send us your hometown ghost stories, creepy cryptids, and stranger religions to hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. It can be from everywhere, anywhere. It doesn't have to just be from Cincinnati. We want to hear all of them. We are an official podcast that can be heard whenever, wherever. Let me move this. Wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to see us while we're doing the show, like right now, you can watch the video feed on YouTube. You can find us by searching Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities. Please rate and review us so other spooky history lovers, just like yourself, will find us. Yay! And also, thank you, Jen, for putting us up on all these wonderful podcasts. So, Christina, I believe you're the one who found the event and shared it with us. And yes, we bought I, tickets I just immediately. Saw it in my Facebook feed. I mean, but but we do have a lot of people that suggest places too, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're gonna start doing more deep dives on history. You know, starting the next month, that more guests and and, and hopefully it, visit more locations too. Yes, we yes. have a place in Dayton that you suggested a few months ago that we can yeah. go to. That's a public park. And uh, yeah, hopefully we could do more episodes where we actually go to a place, mm -hmm. investigate it, and then can come back to you all and you can listen mm -hmm. to our crazy adventures. And maybe one day we can have people join us on oh, our investigations. Yes. So. Like to Gettysburg. Oh, that would be mm, cool. Yeah, it's uh, that that's a fun event. So... Let's get on to tonight's show. Or Which was a weird topic. Oh, this was fun. I enjoy ghost hunting with you all. It was so fun, fun going through all the audio and the banter that we have is very positive, which is good when you're in a really creepy place because that's how you keep things light and mm -hmm. not go panicky. And because uh, that's easy to do, especially when you're in an old home that has a lot of work being done so um christina how did you find this event i think it ticked all the boxes because it's like not only was the house really creepy it was it looks if if anyone here is a gamer and i know a couple of gamers are in our audience if you've played the house on the hill game i think i i know i have that name a little bit wrong it is this house looks just like the photos so in this game it's it's you are building a house with cards and it's like there's hidden rooms 
and and hidden doorways and stairways and like like especially the cupola tower looked mm-hmm. just like some of those photos from there i mean it it was not only creepy but also there was um a thunderstorm at oh, some yes. point yeah yes. so we it were in halfway through our investigation and, and i don't i don't want to give any spoilers but the storm oh, came at a very good time it did or bad it... time it depends how you look at it and it, it hmm um <laughs> Well, it was interesting and it really added to the ambiance and mm-hmm. listening to the audio from when the thunderstorm rolled through, you could hear the thunder just pulsating through and oh man, it was great. I do love ghost hunting when there's thunderstorms. I will say I discovered when we were driving past it the next day that they have a um, tin roof. So <gasps> listening to the audio, I can hear every raindrop hit the roof (laughs) and made it for and i still pulled an odd voice and maybe it's good that katie's not here today because it followed her (laughs) so now she's gonna listen to this and sorry katie oh my gosh so she attracted a friend is what she attracted a friend so no yeah i'm sorry katie i'm glad it was you and not me (laughs) because i did not i did not do well up there no and you weren't in the room this was when we were in the attic oh the attic okay you were in the attic so you were very popular is this where we were is this when we were doing the the lights that look like this is when we were doing the lights that look like tampons (laughs) so um we so christina you found the this was at the anchorage mansion it's Mm -hmm. a history tour done with um oh the mary the hidden marietta history tours and they are a wonderful group of ladies that do tours. Usually they do them in full costume all around the city. And their big, big ticket sellers are the Anchorage Mansion and then also downtown Marietta, which we frequented a lot in our 24 hours in Marietta. I guess that should be the topic or the title of our show, 24 hours in Marietta. Um, Marietta is a very old town here in Ohio. It is credited for being the first settled town in Ohio um, before we actually became a state. And just like Cincinnati, it is a harbor town. We have, um, there was what that overnight um, riverboat cruise mm-hmm. had docked while we were there. And the, cru- the t- <laughs> there was tours going through town. And then there were um, houseboats that were docked there overnight, just and we were over Labor Day weekend. We were there. So um, very charming town. Good food. And uh, we went to several establishments and other haunted locations there as well. But we will do another episode on those. And unfortunately, we have no audio for those. So we're just going to f- uh, focus on the Anchorage Mansion. The plus to this was that our friend James Willis, who author of Weird Ohio and I am sans his newish book. I have his book. Thank you, Christina. It's and sitting I can in the also, other room. I can also show it. Yeah, Southern Ohio Legends and good on the, Usually this camera is not great about showing pictures. But it just loves his book so much. I guess so. I guess so. It's Jen, a great you book. bought every single copy of yeah, all she his has, books. Yeah, I bought a copy of all of his books. That yeah. was a good purchase. He's a very good writer. Yeah. And, well, like I said, talking to him... I need to start reading them because I loved talking to him. He speaks the way he, he writes, mm-hmm. which is, is hard to do. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And yeah. uh, so he was leading the ghost hunt in the tour that night. Because he's been there a few times. So we're just like, new place? Author we all like? We're going. So yeah. we went, we hopped in my car and drove three and a half hours through rain. <laughs> bad rain. Through the foothills of Appalachia. And we arrived in Marietta. And just in time to basically eat dinner at a at a microbrewery and then get over to the mansion. And I, I guess this is where we'll put in images of the mansion that we took while we were there. So this is a beautiful, very beautiful building. And I will le- read you some of the history of this building. A lot of it we learned on our tour from our wonderful guides. So... Marietta actually at the time was not part of this neighborhood. There were two tiny towns that were looking opposite each other along the banks of the Ohio River. And Douglas Putnam, who is the man who built the house, who had the means to do it, became extremely wealthy. And as James puts it, had a Midas touch with all of his endeavors because any job that he did, business he took over, did well. He had a mind for business. And he made a lot of his fortune through good real estate purchases and the railroad. So this man became wealthy very quickly in the mid-1800s. He actually was married three times, which did not get mentioned during the tour. But with his first wife, he had four children and that survived to adulthood. And uh, it was actually his second wife, who is Eliza, that we heard so much about, who wanted to build this wonderful large villa in the foothills around Marietta and after traveling to New England and seeing these beautiful buildings that were going up there she wanted something like that in Ohio and he goes yes darling of course and starting in 1854 they start they began building on this house and it's an Italianate villa style mansion 22 rooms and it Actually, all the stuff to build it was locally sourced. Like the sandstone used to build the villa was from the mountain behind them. So that Route 7 goes right behind uh, their mansion. That little area is where all the sandstone used to build the building came from. But it still took quite a few years. And um, by eight, it was actually finished by, in 1859. So that... What? See, 54, 59, five years. There's math. There's math for you. And uh, at the time, it cost $65,000. In today's money, that's over $2 million to build this place. So, and it's huge. It, it's, it has the most wonderful entryway with a hand-painted glass that's still there. Um, the ivy that grows up the tower was actually planted by Eliza. Um And then it has the most wonderful engineering of shutters, interior shutters that I've ever seen in a Victorian, a true Victorian home. And uh, something that I know I took photos of because I'm an architect geek and something you should really just go there to see. Now there's an elevator shaft that is in the music room and that is from its second life as a different type of property. So between 1859 and um, let's see, 1894, the Putnams lived there. 
So Eliza, unfortunately, even though she loved the property so much, passed away only a little bit less or a little bit more than two years after it was finished due to heart disease. She passed away in the master bedroom, which is really sad. And uh, um, Douglas took a while, actually, for the time to find another wife. And he had two children with her, too. Actually, in total, there was four. Two of them passed away, one as an infant. So in total, uh, Douglas Putnam had six children that lived to adulthood. And they live all over the town. So uh, because the house took basically $2 million to build, it was known as Putnam's Folly by locals. Because they're just like, that was silly to build something that massive. Why would you do that? You have six kids. You would build something that massive, honestly. Um, let's see. Douglas Putnam continued to live in the house. And five years later, he married Sarah C. Captain Diamond, who was also a widow. And her husband had died in 1862. Um, and let's see. Sorry, I have a notebook that I'm reading from. Um, Douglas's first wife actually died in 1842 at the age of 34. And I don't have her name. Oh, her name was Marianne. And, um, and then Sarah was his third wife. Douglas died December 20th, 1894. And then Sarah sold the home to Harry D. Knox that same year, who operated, he operated a local boat, boat building company, which is really common along the Ohio River, which is why the Putnam Villa got renamed to the Anchorage because it was a place where you could set your anchor. Ha. He actually made the drive up into the shape of an anchor. So it would be just a center and then two um, offshoots. So that's where the mansion gets its name, and it's still called the Anchorage to this day. Um, after the Knox family, they it changed owners quite a few times. Uh, one of them was to the author Dorothy James Roberts and her family and there was a ghost story also associated with them but please go visit the anchorage to learn about it i'm sorry there's going to be paper folding in a second this is a very grassroots podcast tonight so in 1918 the house and property were purchased by an oklahoma oil tycoon edward e mctaggart and really the way that you see the building as it is today is done because of McTaggart. So he really loved the building and lived there for 39 years as a bachelor, from what I can tell. That's a long time. It is a long time, but he lived on this building. He brought, he bought expensive furnishings for it, paintings, upkeep, and he was, he just loved on this building so much. And when he died in 1952, his sister, who was Sophia Russell, Mrs. Sophia Russell took ownership and lived there until her death in 1962, which is why we have Mrs. Russell. She becomes important a little bit later. So most of Edward McTaggart's things were sold at auction in 1963. And that same year, the building became the Christian Anchorage nursing home, nursing and rest facility. I had the entire thing. It became the Christian Anchorage nursing home, basically. And uh, that's when they had the elevator shaft put in. That's when they walled up the grand staircase and put in the fire retardant doors that we had to walk through. And patients started and residents started coming in. 
And like many nursing homes of the time, they really packed in the patients. They were everywhere, according to our tour guide. In just, what was it, the music, no, the front parlor, they had 10 people living in there, which, although that parlor is very spacious and we have photos of it and video, putting 10 beds in there is quite cramped. Um, And they also noted ghosts floating through from time to time. So it actually functioned as a facility until 1984. And then it basically became abandoned for the next better part of a decade. In 1996, um, the Washington County Historical Society purchased the property for $1 from the local hospital chain that had purchased the property after it was a nursing home, but didn't do anything with it. And uh, since then, they have been slowly renovating the building. They added a new roof, which is the metal roof that I was talking about earlier. And now a good portion of the first floor has been renovated. Uh, Now the Hidden Marietta Tour Group also has their um, main storefront in there. And they actually use two rooms of the mansion for their store, which is a wonderful store. If you're into curiosities, please go visit it. You can tell them Kat, Jen, and Christina sent you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and basically, it is a wonderful place. The tour guides were fantastic. I would definitely go again. So, ooh, that was a quick rundown of the history of this building. I'm glad to see it. It's also noted as being part of the Underground Railroad. It and a mansion that was behind it were um, the family, the Putnams are abolitionists. So, um, it is suspected, and even in front, it on the uh, information plate for the historical society. It says this was a spot on the underground railroad and I can believe it. So. Did they say why it got sold to be made into a nursing home? Was that in someone's will or was it just, there was no next of kin? I think there was no next of kin by the fact that they had an estate sale in 1963 that just sold all of his property. Mm-hmm. Um, it was most likely either, um, so f- Mrs. Russell's family just didn't want to take care of it or they didn't know what to do. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, and I don't know who ran the estate sale cause that could have been a private thing or a public estate sale, mm-hmm. but it was really common for places that are as large as this building, 22 rooms that are not tiny rooms. Um, it, the easiest way to use them is from my experience, nursing homes, becoming a small clinic or hospital setting or attorneys purchase the properties and use them as law firms uh, basically because they're so large and they become expensive to be a private residence to continue heating. Like if I own this house, it would constantly be about 60 degrees in this, in that place because that's the only way you can heat the entire place at a reasonable level. And that is still pretty chilly. So for most living people, Um, yeah, so, and they're still doing renovations. The first floor, the music room, the front parlor, the dining room, the billiard room, the bathroom, the room where the girls have their, I say the girls, that's really not right. Um, Where Hidden Marietta is um, located, those two rooms have all been done. So almost all the rooms except for the kitchen on the first floor have been renovated and then they have a second and third floor they need to renovate and an attic. So uh, the house has all those rooms. There was the master staircase 
was closed in for fire code back in 1963. So the beautiful carved, hand-carved master stairwell is almost, I think, completely dismantled, except for one little area that she pointed out while we were walking through. Um, and of course, the place is haunted. So the best shall, part. Yes, the best part. Shall I go through all the, the residents first? <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first one and the one that is most prominent is Eliza Putnam. And as described, she loved this house so much and was understandably quite upset to depart it so quickly. So she is definitely the mistress of the house. People see her the most frequent on the master staircase that did get closed up, but she's been seen there and throughout the building. Compared to other residents, like she would be, she died in what, 19 or 1862? Sorry. She's going to be wearing uh, actual high Victorian clothes, uh, not late Victorian or Edwardian when you see her. So that's the huge hoop skirts and the large arms and all that. The Not the mutton chop sleeves and all that um, in a cinched corseted, so. Sorry, the fashion history bit of me is getting into this show. So uh, the next one would be Douglas Putnam, her husband. Um, he is seen wearing a top hat and walking around um, most prominently in his smoker jacket from the tower, as we learned from the um, tour. So yet again, a great story for the Hidden Marietta ladies to share with you. But he has been seen most frequently staring out the tower windows. And I can totally believe it at all times of day. The next one is Miss Mrs. Sophia Russell, who I said was important. Um, she's a resident ghost on the second floor and she haunts her old room. And as instructed, you need to ask permission to enter or she gets a little flustered. And I can say yes, for certainty. She gets a little flustered if you don't ask permission because I ran into her before they even told me she was there. And then I was like, oh, sorry. And she's just like, okay, don't do that again. So, uh, Walter, who we talked to, uh, he is in the billiard room. That seems to be the room that he favors. Um, he may have been a resident that lived in that room when it was the nursing home. And, uh, we can get into talking with him a little bit more, a little bit later. Um, there's also patients and staff when it was a nursing home floating about all the time. And really they're not... All the members that I just mentioned are what would be considered intelligent hauntings uh, because they will interact with you if you ask questions. The larger patient body and staff body are not necessarily in uh, ghosts that you can talk to directly. Um, they're more like residual hauntings that their impressions are around. And Jen ran into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there, it's not fun, but you once in a while you do get a few um, patients that are not well known uh, talking, and we did have that happen when we were on the second floor. Um, and yeah, it, I call them a mash of once intelligent spirits, being that they were just uh, a group very confused. Uh, this actually goes to the question that Christina you posited earlier which was when i visit where my mom lives does it feel similar to this place and the answer is yes you have a lot of confused people 
Um, very, <laughs> some know they're ghosts. Some do not realize they are ghosts. A lot of them are asking, who are you and where am I? And it's just very, very sad, which is why you have all that anxiety floating through the air and it's easy to pick up on. Um, you did have a lot of dementia patients. At least I picked up on a lot of dementia patients um, who were just generally, they didn't know where they were from one minute to the next. They didn't know who you were. They didn't know who they were. Um, I am surprised when I was going through my EVP, I did not run into any of those questions, but I definitely got that impression. Um, it was basically, if you opened up yourself and didn't guide yourself well, Jen, um, I didn't and, realize I was open. Yeah. So now yeah. we know this for next time. I was listening to the audio and you were sitting there going, I keep sensing everything. <laughs> I keep sensing everything. And I'm like, just think about positive things like the supernatural guy. <laughs> Garrett and Jensen. Yeah. yeah. That and helped? Did she calm down after that? I did actually. Yeah. I could do. I was just like, get the anxiety away and focus on something else. And mm -hmm. But uh, they, those ladies would be able to guide you better than I could because I, that's, or maybe yeah. even take one of those medium classes that yeah. Monica oh, took. We can do that together. I don't know if I'm ready for that. We should do it anyway. Okay. You're never going to be ready, and I don't want you to be anxious again. Okay. Because that was like tier one oppression, spirit oppression. Yeah, and and, 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 and that's not good. That's not a good thing. I mean, it sounded like that Monica and Cindy had a lot of fun in their class. And yeah. so it definitely would be worth taking going to. Yeah. Or what's um, that place in Indiana we've been waiting to go to? The camp. Oh, um, oh Camp Chesterfield? Yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would be also a very good place to take you, Jen. Okay. They, they yeah. would have a, I don't want to say a field day with you, but they will be more than happy to guide <gasps> you through the first steps of being a medium, which is what it seems that you may be, Jen. Oh, no. So. Oh, yes. Welcome to my world. That. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So going back on with ghosts, Henrietta and Clarabelle, these two were everywhere. Um, oh, that was funny rise that I just made. Uh, they are, I don't remember who Henrietta was. She was a young girl. She's a young girl spirit throughout the house. I don't think they ever actually said. They just yeah. said she was there. I mean, Clarabelle was actually a patient. Mm -hmm. Clarabelle was a patient and now she had one of the better rooms and it is actually the second floor shop for the uh, hidden Marietta. But um, she shows herself or presents herself mostly as a young girl, Harrietta's age. And the two of them are like the girls from the shining. They show up together and you hear them giggling and they play with the music boxes or the toys or the, light up tampon string that we were using and people are just like cat what did you just say yes <laughs> we will show photos we have photos. we love you james this was a really cool gadget to use it looked like a light up led tampon string <laughs> oh anyway um yeah i heard those girls giggling when we were using the music box and i sounded like a complete nutcase in the middle of the tour going did you hear them giggling and everyone <laughs> turned around they're like no cat what, what are you going i'm like they're little girls they're giggling behind me and everyone's like oh, okay and then the <laughs> tour guides like i see you may be sensitive ma'am what <laughs> you, you think a little bit um then something that i witnessed and james has also talked about 
is what is known as a big black or a tall man or a shadow person just your classic shadow person um and uh this has been witnessed by people day and night. I witnessed it in the back of the room when we were all doing our uh, EVP session. And I also saw a ghost cat. So there's pets. Are you sure it wasn't a creeper or was it actually a cat? Oh, it was a cat. It was very much a cat. Um, thank goodness. If it was a creeper, it would get off, give off very different vibes. And it would have just... They, they are like, oh, I hate creepers. If anything creeps me out in the paranormal it is a creeper they walk on their hands and they rock like crabs up and down walls this was a cat oh yeah no No, i can't do creepers um (laughs) no i i've heard of them swinging from the tops of door frames Mm -hmm. so you basically see this like torso that has no limbs and they're just swinging from it and they also move very quick so yeah um it was. It did not fit the descri- description of the creeper from the Benenhofer house that I, that I know I just messed up the name. Um, Benenhofen? Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but it, that was a very different type of creeper, I guess. It, different energy. But at any rate, um, it could be the, the shadow person could be just a spirit of another patient that was there. It could have been somebody. It could be McTaggart. I don't know who it was. And we also don't know what shadow people are. We just know they are there and they show up. And uh, that's actually a good subject for a different episode is just talking about shadow people and all the hypotheses behind them. And then last but not least, according to James, there is a doppelganger and that is a story for him to tell. But um, it has been witnessed copying members of the public who take tours of the house. So we did not run into a doppelganger. Thank God. I don't think. No. So what were your impressions of the house? I think Jen needs to talk about this because. Okay. Well, I loved it. I, because like you said, I love to look at old architecture and I particularly love it when it's decrepit and decaying. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wish I could live in a house like that but don't have the money to you know but uh yeah i had fun i had fun talking talking to walter uh the upper floors didn't like so much because like you said i was feeling anxious Mm -hmm. it started on the on the second floor and i was just sitting there and i was just like you know and i know they keep saying it it feels like jello i didn't really feel jello-y i was just really anxious and antsy you know yeah. And then uh, when we went up to the servants' quarters, it oh. it was even more uncomfortable because you, Kat, were kind of like... I was uncomfortable up okay, there, and that's and a bad she, sign. Yeah, and so I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't yeah. want to be here. If Kat's uncomfortable, I don't want to be here. I was trying to remain as calm as possible. Yeah. I was well, trying to. I should have tell the about storm. the dow- dowsing And that rods? was during the storm. Hmm? Yeah, the dowsing rod. Should I tell that? Yeah, you can okay. go right ahead, Jen. So we get up, we're up there, and during the tour, we found out there's two rooms. Uh, one room a carriage man died in back in the day, and apparently he likes to assault women. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't thrilled about him. But we weren't in his room. We were in the sick room, patient or um, 
kind of ICU room or quarantine mm-hmm. room that the family would use, like in case of smallpox or whatever. Yeah. And we get in there, we sit down, it's storming and lightning. And we're all, t- I'm t- I was a little tired and it was hot. And Kat starts asking questions with the dowsing rods. And you're like, these things, they didn't want to talk. No, they were They didn't very... want to be in the room with us. Yeah. And it, Kat it felt... said someone was listening on the other, from yeah. the other room. So um, it felt like, you know, when you're going to eat with your in-laws or family members that are distant, that really don't want to give you the time of day, mm-hmm. but you have to have a family meal together. Mm-hmm. That was the energy up there, which okay. was aloof. I don't want to talk to you. I yeah. know we can talk, but I don't want to. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, so you're sitting there listening from the other room, but you won't talk. Right. Okay. So continue. then you bust out with, can you point Jen out? I'm like, what, yeah. the, what the fuck? No. I really should have done that with Walter. <laughs> like That I would have been okay with. Walter would have been fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just one... Listening back to our audio, we were getting very punchy because it had been a long day and we were giggling about everything, which was actually kind of good for in there. But second thing, the storm was going through and every other second you hear thunder and lightning and it was rattling the the window frames of the house. Yeah. So um, do you have to audio we can insert here? No, I don't. I I can. Wait. In Biltmore, wasn't there a whole service floor? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, they had like a whole. Ooh. Oh, oh, that is a lot of thunder. Yeah, but... See, I thought I was shut off. I think I'm shut off. But apparently I'm not. And nope. my friend Christine, who also has the gifts, uh, yes. tells me I'm more open. And I'm like, oh. I, I don't believe you. I need to go <laughs> to Chesterfield with Christine and you. Oh, so, I'm seeing another girl's field trip. Anyway, go on, Jen. You you asked this thing, ghost, whoever it was, can you mm-hmm. point Jen out? And it didn't want to. Nope. So I'm like, okay, I'm Jen. Can you point us out? Can you point me out? And it still kind of didn't do anything. And then Kat asked again, and that mofo dowsing rod swung right at me. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't no. like that. <laughs> It's a fun parlor trick. I just really need to know when to ask it. And uh, it's it's really not a parlor trick because I wasn't controlling those things. So I was like, hi. (laughs) Who we were talking to, according to our, uh, I don't want to call it a seance, but our session was a former, she wasn't a nurse. She was a staff member of like the Putnam household back in the day and um she was the one controlling the rod so she wasn't scary to be around she wasn't going no one followed us home we were fine um but um hmm? it just made me uncomfortable yeah no that made that was poorly timed question on my part sorry about that (laughs) she just may be one of those nurse ratchet types oh god she wasn't she wasn't particularly she's around my age so you're looking in your mid-30s and um I don't know for sure if 
that room was a quarantine room, but the impression I got from her was that it was the quarantine room during their time in the house. It was later the ICU room when it was a nursing home. Um, But um, every mansion of that time would have had a quarantine room. Even old hotels did. Like the Rhodes Hotel that's in um, Savannah, Indiana has a quarantine room where somebody died and it is very haunted. Mm. So um, yeah, they, the, the people, the spirits that are in that area, they're not, no one in this building is going to haunt your socks off. It's not, it's not like blood is going to come from the walls. Creepers are going to swing down from the ceiling and you're going to come back with a white streak of hair or white streak of hair through your scalp type of thing. (laughs) The, everyone is very welcoming. Uh, Eliza, I think this has to do with Eliza being the dominant ghost there. Um, and they kind of, they're used to ghost hunters. They're used to investigators. You don't have to sit there and explain what a dowsing rod is. They all know what it is. They all know what REM pods are. They all know what EMF is. And they're chatty. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to the EVPs that I recorded. So, oh, let me just get them so we were nine minutes into our investigation before they started chatting on my recorder nine minutes which is a record usually they're really standoffish the the dead and they're just like we're not gonna talk no Mm -mm." (laughs) this one the nursing home residents let us know that they were around and by the way um in the three hours we recorded i got six recordings that are anomalous and when i say anomalous i am not an evp expert evp stands for electronic voice phenomena and for those of you who have never gone on a ghost hunt before what we do is us little ghost hunters will walk around with digital voice recorders and if you're doing an investigation you will hardwire a mic like the one i'm using to a computer and record directly from that which is what ghosts of ohio does james's team i really love that and occasionally if things line up right you get anomalous audio that doesn't match up with anybody from your group and with my audio settings i am super duper picky i i don't like stuff i don't use i use noise reduction when i'm recording like what we were recording here there's noise reduction um and because I've heard EVPs before that people have presented to me and it's just snow. It's just audio snow. And I'm like, congratulations, you recorded air. <laughs> um, it's just, and they'll be like, it said Elvis was here. And I'm like, seriously, did it though? <laughs> um, so I'm very picky. So I, these are all anomalies that I picked out from our audio because it did not match any of our voice patterns. Sometimes it was over us talking and it definitely wasn't other people in the building. There were other people, there were other tours, like tour members in the building, but trust me, when you heard them, you heard them. And with my audio, it was, they have distinct waves and these anomalies did not fit with them. It did not fit with us. So I will send this over to messenger for you all to listen to let me know when you've listened to it i probably will tell from the looks on your faces 
Maybe there's some goose chips. <laughs> also allergic to dust and basically life. Yeah. I muted myself. Sorry. That one is a very, very, very faint sound. Um, so let me turn <laughs> my sound up really loud and see if I can. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to listen again. Yeah. It's around the time of the sneeze. Mm. Uh, so basically, it, listen to it again, not right now, but later when it's quiet out. So what you can hear at what was 1322 in my time mark, which was 10.09 p.m. While we're in there just talking and we just talked amongst ourselves the entire time was somebody screaming in the background. Just randomly screaming. And I was just like, none of us note it. We were very good in that first parlor room to note every movement we made. We noted it. And uh, this was right after us talking about the different gases that omit out of a person and noting them on audio because sometimes they can sound like ghosts. Mm -hmm. And uh, right around that time, you hear Katie sneeze and then you hear this weird yell in the background, like somebody going, hey, like that. But I, I did sure. hear something like that, but I wasn't sure who was saying like it sounded like someone was shouting, but I yeah. wasn't. And that's it. OK, that was the audio. OK, somebody I remember was that in the background and nothing was there. Like I knew where our the other tour members were we had a group that was in the hallway right next to us that wasn't them because mm -hmm. you could hear them later in the audio actually throughout that audio file and they sound slightly tinny and far away but mm -hmm. obviously around and then there was maybe a group in the back part or uh, music parlor and that was it mm -hmm. that was who was on the first floor and then later the group from the parlor moved to the dining room mm -hmm. but um at the time no one said a thing and Everyone else on our group in, in the tour together, there were 16 people, I think, total, had ghost hunting experience. And ghost hunting 101 is if you say something like that, you note it. And yeah. none of us said a thing. And that's mm -hmm. how a lot of these were. I'm hoping that these are louder for you. Um, I have done absolutely no tuning to the audio. This is how it was recorded. I did not make it louder. I did not make it softer, speed it up, slow it down or anything. Okay. It's just because I don't know addition. I literally know how to highlight something, copy <laughs> it, and put it into a new file. And that is that is me. So um, the next room one is from Walter's room. And this one's odd. Uh, yet again, what I'm... I don't want to tell you what to listen to is the thing. I'm trying not to prep you because I lose my controls when I do that. Right. Um, but okay, you will hear this one, and it's in response to a question. Okay, and go. You had more than one kid. Is your oldest still alive? Huh? No. Is your middle still alive? No. no. Is your youngest still alive? Yes. I think I heard it. I think I heard it. So, without me saying, Christine, are you done? 
Um, let me listen to it one more time. Sorry. Okay. I heard something like at the beginning. It sounded like a roar or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen, what did you hear? I thought I heard Walter say no. I that think means, it's no. I think it's no. When it's he, a he response. His child, his middle, oldest middle. So, yes. So I ask, is your oldest child still alive? And you hear a breathy no. no. And then you hear me go, that's a no. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, oh, I got goosebumps. Um, Walter, talk to us. Walter, talk to us. And Walter <laughs> was a really nice guy. I want to know more about him. I do too. He, he informed us that he served in the USS Navy during Korea. And that's mm-hmm. as much as we got besides that his oldest child was not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. Neither was his middle child, but his youngest was still alive. Mm-hmm. and i actually did a doodle of him uh, i'll show you yeah um we'll have to put it we'll have to yeah put it. i'll i'll give you i actually drew another one of the the shadow person i saw too um and uh, yeah he was an elderly man big glasses hunched over and he was like roughly my height just hunched over so but very chatty and nice mm-hmm. i liked talking to him uh, yeah. very calm mm-hmm. so that was our second location. Our third location was an hour long. It took me two days to review all this audio from this one file. And this was with Jim or James in the second floor hallway. And this is where Jen was feeling anxious and anxious soup. And uh, let me cue that one up for you. It's... um. We're talking about apple butter, which is why the title of this audio file is called Apple Butter. I know the local safety chiefs were like, man, you can't be bottling this stuff. So I think they still give demonstrations, but you can't buy it. The- was it a, a, like a breath? Exactly. I hear a breath. Yeah. It was okay. a breath. It was none of us. No. And the recorder for me it was sitting on the ground in front of me. It wasn't, okay. I wasn't holding it. Um, so I sound louder naturally because I was in front of it, but it was also pointed towards Jim and you guys. Okay. So um, it was just a breath. And like I said, we were getting, I attribute these all to the nursing home residents and they're just around. Yeah. So um the next were they one, aware of us, though? Oh, they were very aware of us. Okay. Um, it, it's just once in a while, somebody would have something to say, and they would just try to say it, and you get these breaths. Also, mm-hmm. remember, some of them may have COPD and may have had, like, heavy breathing, which mm-hmm. is what this could have been as well. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> um, I have been on ghost hunts before or investigations, one of a former nursing home that is in Kimbolton, Ohio. And we got beeping of machines and a man hacking out his lungs behind us. And none of us ever said anything because they were EVPs. They didn't wow. actually happen. So yeah, before we go into the next one. Yeah. I'm curious about that too. Um, you said Jen was popular. Now you've gone 
That was yeah. weird. That was very weird. <laughs> I adjusted my seat and my camera's like, I don't know where you went. I don't know where you went. I know. That was, it was weird that it happened then. I was like, oh, you, you, you said that. And, and it's, I'm, I'm so sorry, Katie. And it's probably good you're not here. And you yeah. probably will listen to this and not be able to sleep tonight. Yeah. Don't um, listen. Don't listen to this at no. night. And, and Chad, this will freak you out. Chad, be careful listening to this one. Oh, it's too late now. We've played <laughs> like three. We should have given a warning beforehand. So you said that Jen was very popular and that yes. Katie also had a friend, which yes. makes me happy to think. I'm going to just think that cat came to say hi to me. Yes. Well, <laughs> yes. that's a good way of thinking it. I think, Jen, you are more open to these things. Uh -huh. And because you're getting exposed to it from me uh -huh. and your friend that's in Indiana, Mm -hmm. things are coming to you now oh i see which is how it happened with me which is i was sensitive when i was young and i just i did not know what i was doing which mm -hmm. was like the mere story that i told you um when we were in the parlor i didn't know what i was doing and um it wasn't until i just started hanging out with other more experienced psychics and mediums like my friend rosalind that i talked about um before when we were driving home um so i could kind of direct where things are going mm -hmm. and put down boundaries and stuff so that seems to be where you're at you're at the level one and that's mm -hmm. when you started saying i'm getting really anxious and i'm just like my my medium senses are going jen is picking up on the liminal energy that is here and without the one reason why we kind of kicked you outside was yeah. to get you out of it because mm -hmm. that is basically, and this is going to sound scarier than it really is. It's level one oppression, which means you're open to spirits. They're trying to talk to you. You don't know how to handle it. So they're anxious, out. you're anxious <laughs> and you start to panic. Mm -hmm. But um, oppression is there's stages to it. It's not a clinical thing. But it just gets worse and worse and worse. And it could eventually become possession. But like I said, it's I'm making it sound scarier than it is. It takes a really long time. But people that are in haunted houses, like when I was really little, I had spirit oppression too at that stage at the house that I grew up when I was little. It makes you very paranoid of everything. Yeah. So that's why I don't like mirrors. Is why I don't like open windows. It's stuff like that because that's just kind of ptsd from that low level oh. um oppression and then once i figured out barriers and putting up um, boundaries and knowing how to healthy go into places i don't see ghosts everywhere like yeah. when we were talking to jim i'm like i don't see ghosts everywhere most of the time i can go for years between seeing ghosts um it's not something that i run into but if i want to turn it on like when i'm at the mansion i can go okay i'm gonna let, slowly let down the little walls a little bit and if you mm -hmm. want to come talk to me that's fine but you can't touch you can't pull my hair you can't poke me and um knowing how to say stand up for yourself and have that confidence is yeah how you don't get hitchhikers home <laughs> and that's all the more reason to take a class like what cat was mm -hmm. suggesting yeah yeah that's the first time i've ever felt that yeah I've, and, and I've never felt that outside of something. Yeah. Like and, ghost hunting. Yeah, and that's so. why I was trying to talk you down yeah. when you countered it the first time. And that's why we sent you outside the second time. Yeah. And, talk, 
<clears throat> changing the subject helps. Yeah. And, and I think it was still on edge when we went up to the servants' quarters. And it just compounded. And yeah, the thunderstorm like, did not go, help. I need to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> and I, then I stayed out there for the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. The, quite literally, the best thing to do is go hug a tree because they're grounding. Oh. But they were all wet. <laughs> and well, I don't want to send true. you to hug a tree in the middle of a thunderstorm. That was a bad James plan. talked me that's down. James, James, James was dangerous. good. James, James and Melissa. Yeah. Mo they, yeah. They were both very good. Yeah. Yes. Were very helpful. And Kristen, too, the other mm -hmm. tour guide, she was just like, okay, we're just going to, we're just going to ask you out here. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they were all wonderful. And yes. that's why, like, sincerely going and talking maybe going to Camp Chesterfield and seeing what can yeah. they do would be good. Yeah. All right. So this, this is the eerie EVP that I've already sent to you because I was so jazzed. We caught it. Yeah. Yes, James, we caught it. Um, I am going to, do you want to listen to it again? Yeah. Put it up again. Yeah. All right. This did one's you called. Did you send it to James? Has he heard? Did you I hear I have back? not sent it to him okay. yet. The first head librarian was murdered. In the library. Okay. Oh my! I just heard a laugh. I heard yeah. a laugh too. Yeah, so did I. Was it downstairs? I don't know. It didn't sound like it. It went. Hoo, 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 hoo. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. Right? It was like right over here. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, that one I hear. I can hear. And Jen's muted. Yeah, I mute myself too. Oh my god! I it was right. I it was right next to me. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so was, the <laughs> the EV the recording for all of you in Audio Land. The recording does not do justice to what we heard. <laughs> I think Christina, did you hear it? I did not hear it. You and Jim were the only two yeah. that did not hear it. Myself, who was sitting beyond Jim down the hall, mm -hmm. heard it. Jim did not. Katie heard it. Jen, you heard it because it came out between you and Katie. No, uh, you and Christina. No, me and James. I thought, but no. it could have been because we were kind of. Katie was across from James and I, so we were kind of no, in a triangle. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it could have been in the middle of that. Totally. Yeah. So you heard it, and Christina, mm -hmm. you did not. I so it's interesting it. that the person, the people on either side of you, Jen, did not hear it. Mm -hmm. But the person across the room and all the way at the other end of the hallway, being yeah. Katie and myself, heard it. And yeah. it wasn't just like a hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo, as you heard yeah. on the audio. It was a hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo in it the middle distinct. of the room. Yeah. And that's why and all of us started going, did you just hear that? It was right by my left knee. Interesting. Right there. Yeah, that's a Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that would have been to my extreme right past Jim. Yeah. And uh, was this the first time you've ever heard disembodied audio? Yes. Yeah. So this one was right out for everyone to hear. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like the giggling that I heard from Harrietta and um, Clara Bell. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I had backup that heard me. <laughs> <laughs> we all just started going did you hear that and in the audio i cut it off but we go on for two minutes yeah. explaining how we heard it how yeah. we how it sounded and jim's just like uh-huh okay <laughs> <laughs> like, he leaves us 
but uh, at the same time he's just like i hope there's audio to back this up and there is so oh how fun yeah and uh okay this is from the same time we were sitting and this may be a little bit quieter but uh it happened five minutes after lady laugh and none of us noticed this one yeah i was the only one that did oh so you actually heard this I heard this one just as clear as Lady Laugh, but I was the, and it was to my left. So it would have been near those display cases at the end of the hallway. But it was just, wow. And then uh, Wendy, she was like, she's like, that that was just too creepy. I don't want to ever do that again. And we went back again. Sorry, did anyone else hear a hum? Was the hum in the middle? I heard a hum. Yeah, it was right after Jim was took a breath to stop and you hear a hum like yeah i that. heard that and it was way louder in person but the audio got he he talks about it and then hum, like that and but he didn't hear that one either he didn't hear that one either it's not any of us um it was just a weird hum so uh and this is a final one jen did you hear it no i didn't hear it i'll have to go back in yeah, Listen and again. We'll make all of these available. Somewhere. Well, they'll be on the recording. We will they'll, have they'll them. be on the recording, but yeah. also, I'll put the MP3s probably on our website. Sense um, of Curiosities, or or in our group. Let's put it in the Facebook group. Okay, so that people can go access them yeah. and listen to them in your own place. And uh, yeah, so this is their final EVP of the night, and this. Jen, you weren't with us at this time. This is in okay. the attic. Okay. And in the attic, we got that wonderful interaction with the girls where they showed us our favorite colors with the EMF detectors that were all strung together like a tampon train. <laughs> and what was remarkable is we had specific colors and we set them in a, and this is not that audio. I have video, which I'll send you, Christina, once I um, uh, just highlight the one part that I want to send to you. And um, because it's out of a six minute video, it's only like 30 seconds of it. So, um, but you say your, you say your favorite color is green, Christina. I said mine was yellow and Katie said that her favorite color was purple. Um, This is slightly after that Katie moves her chair and we, (laughs) Katie had a friend and uh, um did the friend follow her? Sorry, Katie. Did the friend call follow her around the house? No, this is this is the um I think she only stayed here, but go listen. What were those? I'm moving a chair. Oh. They're they're just familiar. Was that O the anomaly? Because that's pretty loud. Yep. That Whoa. wasn't any of us. Wow. That's pretty loud. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. It, it's that. Oh, like yeah. That, that's not any of us. Because you can hear Katie. She has a lilt to her mm-hmm. voice. And uh, um, and she had just finished saying, I'm moving the chair. And then right next to the audio recorder, which was on the ground um, in front of me again, it went, oh, like that. <laughs> And I'm sitting here, so while what I'm doing when I'm listening is I'm listening, but I'm also doodling at the same time. It's just how I keep myself actively listening. 
every single one of these audio bits, all six of them that I've presented, caught my attention while I was just doodling. And wow. the 01 made me stop dead. Like, uh, I wasn't expecting it. Like, I started, I was like, I remember when we were in the attic, I was like, I don't, I don't think anybody's really here. But then listening, and it's a short audio clip, the, the entire time we were up there was 15 minutes max. Yeah. And I got that within three minutes. Wow. And I was surprised. So somebody was reacting to Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I you, I didn't see the the light video either. I, I'm, oh. I can't wait to see oh, yeah. that. We'll, we'll add that in. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting because you were talking about like when people first start seeing stuff. And I spoke um, on Saturday to uh, a couple friends that I'm collaborating with on a comic. And they both had seen shadow people as children. And they did, and they, and I asked them to elaborate, and it disturbed them both enough. And and one of them is our listener, a regular listener, that they didn't really want to elaborate. Oh, oh. I'm sorry that happened. And and I wondered if it was kind of like what you said, were you afraid of open windows or like you know one of them said they'd grown up in a house that was fairly active as a child, and yeah, you get some kind of PTSD from that. It, it's. You feel like, um, if this sounds like you, having anxiety in certain parts of the house that are unexplainable, or feeling like you're being watched for no reason, uh, cold spots, those are low-level hauntings, and feeling like you're being watched in anxiety, like what Jen described, that's very, very, very low oppression, meaning you're picking up on the vibes they're sending out, but yeah. you don't know how to filter and um, I'm not saying anything is bad. Don't panic. Panicking is bad. Go find a towel. Scent it with lavender or something. Smell that. <laughs> um, it, it's If that's happening, just exit your house. Also, for science, get your house a, a, it? a carbon monoxide detector. Do that. And also... Um, Check where your electrical is because you could have a EMF field that actually is kind of going haywire. Mm. So those things have also been explained from like EMF that isn't uh, coded correctly, isn't shielded correctly. It, you, you'll also feel like that. So uh, common places for that to be is uh, your laundry room, especially a basement laundry room mm. and stairwells. Mm -hmm. So that tends to be where you have unshielded uh, electrical and it this could be outside your house as well and feeding into it. So this house and your house probably does too, has some pretty old electrical with cloth on it. Yes. <laughs> if you have cable Romex, that could be it. <laughs> um, like knowing where your cable Romex is in the house. Um, now this house, I don't, this mansion, I do not know. We weren't allowed into the basement because it's basically just filled with air ducts now. Um, and I can't speak for the level. Sorry, I'm tapping my microphone. That's not a ghost. Um, or is it? <laughs> of my fingers. And um, yeah, I can't speak for if they are shielded or not. But given that the entire house has been under re not rehabilitation, but Rejuvenation. Renovation. Renovation. There we go. Oh, me and words. Um, I would hope 
that their electrical's up to code, so it would not be bleeding EMF into the rooms. Plus, we had REM pods and EMF detectors, and they mm-hmm. were average. The entire time we were uh, ghost hunting, we had a REM pod, which is an EMF, a highly sensitive EMF detector, put in front of us in the middle of the rooms, and it never went off. So if there was actual natural EMF being leaked into the rooms... um to cause anxiety or anything in Jen's case, or in, in my case, up in the uh, old servants' quarters, the thing would have gone off. Mm-hmm. So, all but, right. But the, those things Spiritual Realm Paranormal had from the video game, what are those things? I thought that was cool. I wish we'd had that in Walter's room. The video game? Yeah, where it's the oh. connect connects thing or... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the connects the... Um... <laughs> The one, the Microsoft one, yeah, the Xbox one. There we go. Um, yeah, that would have been he- helpful. <laughs> it would have been very helpful in a lot. I, I would have loved to see that on the second floor hallway too. Uh-huh. We would have probably gotten multiple to... people. I wonder but... how hard it is to get one of those for future ghost hunts. Well, it may be a ghost hunt that we need to uh, suggest to Paranormal Realm and see if we can tag along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, or Spiritual Realm. Spiritual realm paranormal, yeah. yeah. But yeah, so it was a really good ghost hunt. Um, yeah. I'd definitely go back. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, wonderful, uh, Melissa and Kristen were really good tour guides. And and did you mention about her mom working there? Yes, uh, Kristen has stories about her mother working there, mm-hmm. and uh, that helped inform a lot of like my suspicions with the people. Um. But yeah, I very much go there, support the Washington County Historical Society, and Marietta was just lovely. So, oh, yeah, it was so cute. Mm-hmm. And we have more stories. This is just part one. Yes, yeah. part one. And it, and if you have questions about it too, I mean, yes, please, please email them to us at uh, hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com, especially if you have comments about the EVPs we caught. Um, and then we can also discuss any of your questions in our next episode about Marietta. And in that, we'll be talking about our trip to Mound Cemetery and the Lafayette Hotel and just downtown Marietta because there's a lot of history everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, any closing words that you want to include before I say bye bye? I, I think it was one of the more I think it was one of the more scary ones we went on. Actually, mm-hmm. not, not scary, but maybe intense, intense. Maybe? Yeah, it's a good word. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I felt like like it was a, it was a little bit more. I, I think it's because there's fewer people maybe and it was a little more secluded or something. I'm not sure what it was. No, well, those are I, all reasons. I did like how few people were there. And uh, I wasn't. I don't know. I don't think I was scared or I was just. I was just uncomfortable mm-hmm. at, the, at the end there. And it's it's more for me a the I'm uncomfortable with the unknown because I can't explain it. Yep. And I don't want anything to attach to me. Just like home. my in-laws at Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's how I kind of equate that feeling is that you just are eating dinner with someone you don't really want to be around yeah yeah that's that's how it felt it wasn't scary it wasn't like like i said blood was not going to start gushing from the doorways 
Mm-hmm. Um, no, real life demons were not beings. Like, hmm? Are so not you, like the movies. <laughs> no. so, so you didn't sense any malevolence. No, there is nothing malevolent anywhere near that place. It's just more confusion. It's yeah. just confusion, and it's just confusion from dementia, and just they don't know why they're there. They don't know like who they are. Um, as Kristen said during the tour, they've gotten audio of previous residents going who are you who am i why am i here very sad questions and very common questions from those with dementia or alzheimer's they will come up to you and i can speak from personal experience and ask who are you like do you know me is another question that i expected to hear do you know me and you have to sit there and go yes i know you you are clarabelle and you live in this room and a lot of guiding so just a lot of confusion from the ghosts there nothing malevolent satan is not coming from the basement no one has summoned him um (laughs) or them really um it it, it's the most is you may get to a guy that doesn't know boundaries with women Mm -hmm. and then you can just say sawed off man because (laughs) he is dead and won't do anything to you other than annoy you and then then you just go downstairs to hidden Ohio and they have so many pendulums, amulets, protective charms down there. There nothing is in that room. That place is clean. <laughs> nothing was going near that room. Like I really should draw an illustration of just like the little aura. Like there you have old people with their walkers and they're just kind of hanging out there and just like can't go in because there's so much stuff in there. That it's kind of made this mystical barrier that. So this is when I'm jealous that I can't draw like the two of you because you can draw what you see that no one else can. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see that. If you, if you have the time to sketch something out, that would be I did sketch. So. um, I'm leaning across. I will put this in our messages, but I did sketch. This is the tall man or the shadow person. I'm not done with it yet. Uh He looks kind of gregarious right now. He looks kind of happy. He was fine. He was just waving at us. Yeah. But he was 10 feet tall. Do (laughs) you think it could have been Putnam with his top hat on? Um, It didn't have a top hat on. Okay. Um, Okay. It was just a shadow person who was about 10 feet tall. Do you think sometimes, like, some of the stuff, like, when you talk about dementia, could it be echoes of, like, the energy that they put off? Like, it's Very not really much. their soul, but, like, like something about that confusion and, and that, ener- like, like their confusion imbues the room with energy? Yeah, that echo, that's the best way to explain it. It's not a soup. It's not a jello. It's the echoes of the people that used to live there. Yeah. And to very quickly go back to the shadow man question, one of the best explanations i've ever heard for shadow people is that it's not quite the actual ghost of the person there it's the echoes of all of the things like regrets and confusion left behind that you're interacting with so it may act like the person that it was once but it's not going to a hundred percent because it's it's basically an echo no tulpas are um something quite a little bit different but these because tulpas can be created from your mind like the people think slender man was 
created into an entity because people mm -hmm. wished him into existence. But that almost has like a tangent. They, they, they feel like they're in the same family, the way you've described them. Well, an echo would be something that was left behind, not on purpose. Mm -hmm. But the so manifest sounds similar. Manifesting is, well, they purposely manifested it. Uh, uh, okay, uh, okay. There was, there was intent behind creating a, a slender man even okay so that so that that's a tulpa is when you but when it's sort intent. of inadvertently created yeah. or yeah. it's like a bunch of people like like when you look at um uh, probably a good <laughs> a thing of what you're describing is it kind of like uh ghostbusters 2 with the pink stuff yeah. running under the city is that like analogous where it's like everybody has the same like sort of feelings and they're imbuing mm -hmm. those feelings into like a big giant yeah ectoplasm wave yeah, yeah that's kind of like it um yeah so a lot of what jen and i were feeling and probably other people as well was just this echoes of people that had been there mm -hmm. and that's why most of them you couldn't actually interact with yeah and also maybe why the evps are all whispery Except for Walters, which was just breathy because he's an intelligent spirit there. He purposely stayed there. He's actually. Yeah, he's actually there. Eliza's actually there. Their ghosts, their spirits that can interact with other people are there. They can interact with themselves if they wanted to, with each other. Mm -hmm. uh, that may be why they're in certain places. Because um, when I, I kind of mentioned this earlier, I ran into Walter before she mentioned Walter was there. I turned into the billiard room and he's standing there and I'm like, well, hello there, sir. And he's like, oh, hello there, lady. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then she goes, oh, by the way, there's a, Kristen goes, by the way, there's a man named Walter there. And I'm like, oh, okay. I would have gotten to his name eventually, but she just kind of sped the process. And it was the same with Miss uh, Mrs. Russell. I did not walk into her room, but I was walking towards it and I looked in. And if you remember when we went up there, the door was open but the room was not lit it was dark but she presented herself to me and the room was lit and in the way it was in 1962 and she oh, wow. had her hair the way it was before she died it was up in that up not an updo like that bouffant type of thing and Is she was like hunched the, down like like the salon style women it was are, yeah like, exactly and she was wearing like the... yeah and she was yeah, wearing this is your next book you should sketch all the ghosts you've seen I, and, I, put, and put the story behind it. I that wanted, would be awesome. I wanted to do that and call uh -huh. it Ghosts I've Met, except for uh -huh. Hans Holzer has already done that book. Oh. It's even called Ghosts I've Met. Well, I just could come call up it with a I've different seen. title. You yeah, yeah. It's it. just like what Neil Gaiman said. There's There are no original ideas, but no. the thing that oh, is yeah. original is you. Yes, yes, exactly. I could put it up on Patreon. It's like, go read my ghost stories. Um, but uh yeah because i'm going to gonna totally great market that hook. anyway sorry that would be a great web web comic hook people would it love would that be. It, mm -hmm. it's i've wanted to do it forever that's one reason why i did start sketching out the things that i was running into and taking mm -hmm. notes um but uh yeah it's it's uh yeah anyway she was in her three-piece suit and it was kind of like a dark gray color and i was like well hello there lady and she's like oh well hello there miss and i'm like <laughs> okay i'm gonna step back because i kind of feel like i i, I forgot I something yeah. yeah exactly i interrupted you and that's when christine said and this is where mrs russell is and we need to ask her permission and i looked at her and she's just like yes 
And I'm like, well, do we have permission? She's like, yes. <laughs> she's, she's like, cats out of the bag. <laughs> this was literally what she said. Cats out of the bag, Missy. You already see me. <laughs> That's funny. So it's funny. But these are all little mental conversations that there's no way that I can ever just say this happened. Because yeah. And this is where I, I know we talked about this kind of with other authors we've had on the show. And I know we're running a little bit over time. Um, I write creative comic books. I write stories. So are these quite like, I know for myself that these are happening, but I can't prove it to anyone else that these ever are happening. Are these just fairy stories? We never know. Well, I know. I know they're not. Well, that's up to the person listening to you, whether they believe you or not. And I believe you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It makes me feel slightly less bananas. <laughs> I, I think I think it, they, they would be a good hook. I mean, I think people love stuff like that, especially people that might have had similar experiences. It's yeah. very comforting when you've run into somebody who's had the exact same kind of experiences as you. Like mm-hmm. why? Um, it, like talking to Amanda and Ashley a few while ago, we vibed off each other so well because we're just like hey you've had that experience and you've had that experience and yes somebody finally understands me and well and also to maintain that for years Hmm? if you're lying how would you ever remember what you've said that's exhausting yeah so why even i guess that's just that's my bias like why would you even try but i know people are out there that do that yeah there are yeah. It just why I mean and I've only why? known you for what two years now? It just isn't yeah. <laughs> and I you've seen a lot of times where I have read yeah. something saying this is what happened, and then you get uh confirmation from somebody else to say this is what happened. Yeah. Like me said, yeah. even Walter, even yeah. Walter was backing me up and he's dead. Yeah. So anyway. So, yeah. I believe you cat. Okay, so <laughs> For our listeners, I'd love to hear what you have to say about tonight's episode. So write in at hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. If you have questions, we will answer them on our next Marietta episode, which will be part two, Mound Cemetery and the Lafayette Hotel. And remember to follow us at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter and at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram. And for Christina and Jen, I'm Kat Cloco, your host. Good night and stay spooky. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.